shouldn't be a problem then. Um, the, when, when an alligator approaches people or becomes, uh, starts coming too close to people and showing signs of not being wary of people, it is, it is not a nuisance, it's a hazard. And even on Sanibel, they will take it away. Well, according to this special, they do not. They'll take it away, and they'll move it back into a, like a preserve area, but, it, but nine times out of ten, these preserve areas are not, they're not fenced off in any way. No. And the, the same waterways and canals mm -hmm. reconnect them, and they find their way back into human population. They, they certainly do, and many, are, are much of the island, uh, there's, there's a, a very large National Preserve, yeah, the uh, J. Ding Darling yeah. Preserve. He was the, the big bird person. I lost you again. I beg your pardon. Well, then, I, I, Fred... Oh, you're back again. Yeah, I, 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 turn, I turn you up for Fred, so don't worry. We sh she should be okay. No, but he's losing me here. Yeah, I know. Um, but I'm doing everything I can to fix it. No, but I, I don't think it's on your end. What kind of a phone are you using? Just a standard... You you a dead phone. Okay. Um, <laughs> but the um phone I use every week, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well I I can deal with that. The um a, a significant portion of the island is this national turf and there's a roadway pathway that, that these are walkways that go right through the um the swampland and the preserves. Right. Yeah, I just thought it was fascinating that they're, um, they're so, oh, I don't know how should I put it, I mean, even the residents now are saying, a lot of the people they interviewed were saying, well, it's not, oh, it's not the alligators, it's us. Yes. You know, that kind of attitude, which I thought was, a, you know, unique and interesting, not right or wrong, but. It, it is a truism because unless the alligators are encouraged by people, and familiar with people because the people have cultivated this in them, they won't go near people. But you start tossing food at them, and we, we have a big tourist problem. They, they're so enamored with being able to see an alligator, they'll toss their lunch at them, and of course the alligator will go after it, and they begin to associate people with food. Right. And um, Well, the other thing you brought up was, and I think I'm correct here, you said that you were the southern most uh, encounter in the Civil War? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I lost you again. Okay, yeah, the she, she says yes. Okay, uh, I'm kind of a Civil War buff, a Civil War military history buff, and I believe Vermont has had, had the northernmost encounter. Really? And again, it was a small-scale deal. Six Confederate raiders came down from Canada and robbed the Bennington Bank. You're now, there may have been something that happened further north, but if there is, I'm not aware of it. You're joshing. This is incredible. Yeah. So I heard that. I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> Very cool. Dan will be happy to hear that, too. Um, now, did you answer the, the horse question on Ruth? Uh, well... The information came out, but what we were talking about it with um, Nolan Kenner. With Nolan Kenner, do you know? Okay, because I must have slept through it. What was the answer? 
You don't know the answer. I thought you were going to give us a guess. What was it? I thought you were going to guess. Oh, well, I had a I had a Ruth question myself. Another <laughs> uh, TV character that wrote a Ruth, but it may be the same answer. Hey, well, who wrote Ruth? Okay, well, if I I was going to ask you who wrote Ruth. Another. Okay, let me let me answer. I'll answer it, I guess. Okay. Um, I don't. But you said a horse, right? A horse. A horse. I'm giving mine away now. A horse. My question was going to be, what what other character also rode a roof? The trick being, it wasn't a horse. Ah. It was a car. What? It was a car. Uh, no. If I tell you what it is, I'll definitely give it away. Famous, famous TV character. Oh, 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 oh. Can we ask the question again, please? What famous character? Was it a cartoon? Uh, no, it was a TV show. It was on for years. Also a radio show. So what's, what was the question? What character wrote a thing called Ruth? Another, uh, who also wrote a Ruth? Mm-hmm. A Ruth? Have a clue. I could be wrong in this, but I'm pretty sure I'm not. I don't know. I don't know. I believe Ruth was the name of Festus' donkey. What I've got in front of me is Ruth was the name of the horse that, or the whatever critter. So you got it right. Yes. Yes, you got it, Fred. Oh, so that was the answer? That was the answer. Okay, that's a trick question because he's not a horse. <laughs> I know. And he's a donkey. <laughs> it was a, I think it was a mule. A mule, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Was, that was... That was, I was going to answer that, probably about calling in the answer, but I was like, no, that's, that wasn't a horse, so that can't be the right answer. Realize it. You had me all confused. Was, okay. It was my fault. I didn't know it was a mule. Oh, so it worked. Hey, it got... It was it, Okay. It got, Fred, it got Fred to call. It worked. Yeah, I guess it did. Yeah. Cool. Oh, wow. Oh, the last caller there, I'm fascinated by... Uh, I know what it takes to do a reenactment. I'm fascinated by what they do. That's incredible. It is. I went down to watch Gettysburg uh, do one one year. Mm. Or not Gettysburg, uh, Antietam. It's, it's fascinating I stuff. It's, it's a big job. Well, you know, Gettysburg going to be on the 150th anniversary here in two years. I, I wonder if they're going to do one then. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. I, I'd like, I've never been to Gettysburg. That's one site. You, you know, I was there. We, my family only decided to go to Gettysburg. We only budgeted for one day. We blew things off and spent four days there and didn't see everything. Oh. It is incredible to go. Hey, the one spot I want to go to really badly is uh, I want to stand the final charge here mm -hmm. in the trees. Yeah. And look across the highway to where the Union was. Yes. Where the, where the Confederates stood before they made that final charge. Right. That's, that's one spot in particular I want to go to. Awesome. What um, yeah, I would love to go. I've seen, I've seen most all of it. I've been to the Confederate capital. I've been to Antietam. I've been to Sharpsburg. Uh, I did the seven-day thing. I've been to Appomattox. Yeah. But I have never been to the granddaddy, never been to the big one. No, you should go. You should go. We we spent so much time in the battlefield, we never got a chance to go see Eisenhower's house. 
We were just told. That was fascinating. We were just I mean, told. Like a, I bet they have a pretty cool visitor center. Oh yeah. Also, yeah. the Rangers do such a great job. You almost you go on separate days because you know it was a three-day battle, and a different Ranger takes you one of the different days to walk you through it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's pretty. And then, okay. Yeah, but the Manassas too. That's fascinating because you can kind of. That's another one where you want to spend more than one day because of course there were two battles fought there. Uh-huh. So you gotta like you gotta go through both of them. Yep. Um, but yeah. well, I'm gonna go back to listening and fall back to sleep. Okay. <laughs> and hopefully you won't spark my uh, whole body again the rest of the week. <laughs> we'll we'll put you to sleep. Well, no, I've been enjoying it. You guys, I missed you guys last week. It's been a great show. Thank you. Yeah. I missed you too, but it's all Walden's fault. <laughs> 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 okay. Well, you guys keep up the great work and um, have a good night. You too, Thanks. Fred. And you have a good one too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I get the moral of the story. I just can't leave Patricia by herself anymore. No. <laughs> I told you. I know. You didn't believe me. I... It's it's all Walden's fault. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now, we got a stump Walden question here. Good, I was just adjusting uh, Fred's side of the board back to normal. Oh, okay. Yeah, there we go. I'm back. Uh, hello. Hello there. Um, you've got... Hello, adorable. <laughs> hello, lovable. <laughs> <laughs> you've got exactly seven minutes to have the phone ring and have somebody rescue you. That's true. I've got a two-part question. Oh, right. Two-part question, and I do believe you're going to be able to answer this. Next week's um, it, it's going to be worse because I've already got next week's. <laughs> I do. I found it today. Oh, great. I should have traded it out. Oh. But I'll be on. And, and I don't think you gave me one two weeks ago. I did not. This is the one that's left over from two weeks ago. It's got a little mold on it. Oh. Uh, I dusted it off. Does it, okay. Is there penicillin in it, too? <laughs> no. Okay. No, it's not that kind of good mold. Uh. Okay. Which show... This is two part. I'll ask you. I'll ask you both parts. And Are then you going to ask me the second part first and the third part second? No, I'll ask you both... I'm so easily confused, Walden. Oh. Okay, I'm going to ask you both questions. Yes. And then we will go back and you can answer them one at a time. Yes. First question, two-part question. Mm -hmm. First, which show opened with the lead character saying, yeah, danger is my assignment. I get sent to a lot of places I can't even pronounce. They all spell the same thing, though. Trouble. Trouble. Dangerous assignment. And who played the lead character? Brian Donlevy. I knew you'd know what you uh, disappoint me. You were so good. Uh, you know why that show is easy? Why? You and I both know the guy who owns the series. What a dummy I am. <laughs> of course. Oh. Frank Brzee owns the Yes. And I asked Walden a Frank Brzee question. <laughs> How dumb could I be? Hello there. You're on the air. Well, shall we sing? What's sing? Okay, let's sing, Bill. Sing happy birthday. Here we go. All right. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Patricia. Happy birthday to you. Well, thank you so much. Who am I listening to? Who's with you? Oh, I'm Bill is with me. You remember I Love a Mystery Bill? Yeah, you go. Hi, Bill. He's listening to you. Well, hi, Bill. It's good to know that you are out there. And 
and you're on my car speaker, so he can hear you loud and clear. Oh, super. Well, that was so nice of you to sing to me. Thank you. Well, we're on our way home from our gig, and Bill is my sound man. He makes sure that my microphone is perfectly loud so I can speak over everybody. <laughs> way to go. And, and by the way, I am really enjoying um, the CDs that you sent me. I, I am thoroughly enjoying um, listening to um, the programs that you sent. So. I want you to well appreciate it. Well, I'm I'm on the same side here. I am just so taken that you took the time to do the uh, Frank Marywell and the Casebook Gregory Hood for me. I, do, I just love those shows, and the quality of the shows that I have are inferior by anybody's standards. So it, this is a real treat for me. And I, isn't, it, isn't it fun that we can exchange stuff? Because it makes life interesting. Yes. Oh, I agree. And the um, Damon Runyon. I listened to five Damon Runyons this week, so you can you can tell how much work I got done. <laughs> so, so Patricia, are you? Uh, Bill is with me now, and so are you. Seventy-nine or eighty? Which? Seventy-nine. Oh, you're seventy-nine. You knew that was. That, that, that Bill was... is laughing because he thinks that you know for seventy-nine you sound great. Uh, well, thank you so much, Bill. <laughs> He thinks, he thinks you're gassed. He wants you to send a picture over to email. <laughs> I'm a pin-up girl for you guys. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what okay, Mother, we, we love you. Well, that's what Walden said. Walden appointed me as the pin-up girl. Yeah. The pin-up girl? Yeah. What he said. The pin-up girl for the blind community. That way she doesn't have to worry about sending a picture. I'm actually jealous. I don't even want to talk to Walden. <laughs> She had dinner with um, this cute actress. Um, what's her, I'm sorry, Washburn is her last name. What was her first name in Walden? Uh, Beverly. Beverly Washburn. Yeah, and Walden had dinner with him. She, and he was, she was his dinner date, and I was home just sucking myself. <laughs> and I was really, really jealous because uh... that was so good, you know. Aw, poor Ron. I had to cry my seven up. What shows are you in for? I have to put your um, your FBI shows in the mail. I did burn them, and their CDs are here. I didn't, I didn't put them in yeah. the mailbox yet. Hey, by the way, what is this monitor thing that um, this guy was asking you for? Is that like a 24-hour program? What is it? It was at one time a 24-hour program on the weekends. It was exclusively a weekend show. Yeah. And it is variety like you have never seen before. They had they changed MCs. You know the the person who I, I, MC really doesn't sound right, but the person the host I guess is a better word. They changed hosts throughout the day. They changed them every week. And uh, the show was really good. The show had a weather girl named Teddy Thurman. And Teddy had a really low, sexy voice, and she would give out the weather. Sometimes she didn't even know what the temperatures were, and most people didn't care because she had this really sultry voice. It was really wonderful. So one night Walden said he would put on some sultry music for me, and I could do a Teddy Thurman imitation. So this is not the same thing as a Christian science monitor. No, no, no. not. No. <laughs> no, it isn't. 
Every so often, you know. That's funny. Yeah, but no, NBC had it from 1955 to 75, and it was a big 40 hours a weekend variety show. Christian <laughs> Science I never thought of that one. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Bill comes up with some doozies. Meantime, his doozies aren't very good, but this one was pretty good. Yeah, that, that was a good doozy. Okay, I will, I will um, send monitor along with your FBI. Yeah, I, I got some stuff I'm going to send you later, too. Um, uh, I'll, I'll email you what I, I'm thinking of sending you. And if you like what I emailed you, then you re- respond, okay? Because I think I got a real good up. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll email it to you. Oh, wow. Okay. Bill, would you like a set of the monitor shows that I have? Well, you know, are I you... listen to Ron. No, no, you just send it to me. I'll bring him, a, I'll bring him some copies. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he's trying to figure out how to play MP3 files and uh, uh, yeah, he's gonna learn from me, Morgan. So yeah. Uh oh. Um, Bill, do you have iTunes on your computer? No. He has. He doesn't know how to. <laughs> it's um, iTunes is a free download, and you can go to the Apple.com website. It'll give you a free download of iTunes. And with iTunes, all you have to do is click on the MP3, and it'll automatically play for you. Oh, I see. I'm I'm an anti-Apple kind of guy, though. Oh, but I'm a pro-Apple kind of girl. We're just we're just gonna have to dish out. <laughs> we gotta fix Jay. We are stringing this guy out. He doesn't. I'm not even gonna ask anti-Apple. I don't. I don't. Oh yeah, don't don't. Come up with his just, wise answer then. Doesn't make sense at all. It's off the wall, you know. My poor computer just had the hiccups. Who? You? My 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 little computer had the hiccups when she heard that. Oh, your Apple? Yeah, you had an Apple. You got a PC. Wait. I've I've got um I've got two Macintosh. Yeah. Really? Is it a pro? Um, is it a um um notebook pro or is it MacBook pro? I mean. Is it, what, kind of, what kind is it? I'm sorry. I've got an iBook laptop and I've got an eMac desktop. Wow. Wow. You got yeah, you got good stuff. And I love them a bunch. Yeah, they say you know Apple. Right now, you don't need to buy a, um, or, or put in a virus protector because so far I, the hackers haven't hit you yet. No, fewer than 10% or less than 10% of the viruses that are out there can even come close to tickling a Mac, um, which is one of the major advantages. Now that the Mac is getting increasingly popular, we're going to be looking at some trouble. Right now, if you're going to be a troublemaker with viruses, why bother to deal with 4% of the market? They go after the 96% with you guys in it. But, uh, I mean, a, a Mac is just a workhorse. They just don't die. And you know what they say about Macs? I mean, seriously, my, my friend has one, you know, um, um, Gerald and Norma. They have my friend. And they say, you know, for graphics, mm-hmm. really, you can't beat a Mac, you know? Cannot. And it's actually in the in the publishing industry. The, the Macs were originally used by the publishing industry because of the graphic capability and being able to assemble and dummy up magazines and print media, it, it, it just was the choice. And that's how I got to using Macs because for many years, uh, writers who 
could, and, and this was before the programs were interchangeable, writers who could give editors material in a Mac format wound up with more assignments because it meant less work on their end because they were all on Macintosh. And so that's how I got started on Macintosh, and I just loved them. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't trade for the world. The simplicity of these things is, it'll just blow you away. Yeah, they tell me they're user-friendly. Very user-friendly. Walden, yeah. um, uh, they say that the, oh, see, these Macintoshes, Apple computers have voiceovers, Walden, uh, but do you know, did you know any um, visually impaired person who owns an Apple computer? I did back in the old days, and when I was looking, you know, for me, voice was so important in the mid in the mid '80s. And the PC had a much better voice that was understandable, so that's why I chose a PC over an Apple. And I I just I think the majority of the blind community are just PC people because the speech software is so more advanced in in that field, wow. and that's what happened. Yeah, but. But they say Apple's are coming out with more improved, they're improving their voiceover, so maybe one day we'll all, we'll all get Apple, because they are really, they are good computers. Mm -hmm. I mean, they got a good reputation. They have staying power, and but for you guys, and the programs that you have to buy to put into uh, your your computers to make them work harder for you, you know, to have a computer that lasts for 10 or 15 years without burping would be a miracle for for people who need the special programs. I mean, you know, every time you change computers, I'm assuming you have to change programs. Is that correct? Well, what killed me, I put $20,000 in 1990 in a system mm -hmm. and five years out of date because we switched from DOS to Windows. That's it. So those are the kinds of, of problems uh -huh. I'm, I'm talking about. Yeah. The same operating system on a Mac since the day it was issued. Right. So you don't uh, have to deal with that. Whatever I have on this computer, I can transfer to any other. Yep. Well, anyway, I, well, I'm almost home. Well, good. You call it when you get home. Yeah, I'll talk to you guys later. But anyway, I wanted Bill to have to. Bill is really impressed. He, he's thinking for a 79 year old lady, you're amazing. Um, <laughs> Ron, thank you for appreciating it. And most of all, you're so smart with a computer. Most people who are sitting on are not as smart as you. So he's quite impressed. <laughs> I'm so glad. Thank you so much. <laughs> you you have thrilled him for no end. I don't know whether I should tell him or not. I think I'm going to let him think this way. But you're terrific, Patricia. At 79, I'm a cool kid, right? You are. You are. You're amazing. Well, anyway, you Happy birthday. Yes, he wishes you a happy birthday. We'll talk to you later, guys. Thanks, All right. both. Good night. Good night, Ron. Good night, Bill. There we go. Too much fun. Well, happy birthday, Patricia. Thank you, Walden. I appreciate it. I know you do. 79. Boy, I'm really hung together pretty well for 79. She's right? good looking. Oh, yeah? She, How do you know? She's good. Well, I've been with you. Yes, okay. I'm your pinup girl. I know. <laughs> A baseball question for you. You do. I do. Seven one four five four five zero three one eight. No, 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 no. Oh, she's over there. If some, if you, if you're gonna call that number, you won't get to her. So if you want to call this number, seven one four five four five two zero seven one. That's the one. That's the one. That's the one you have to call. Uh huh. You want to get in touch with Walden? It's Walden Hughes 
at yesterdayusa.com. Correct. And it's W-A-L-D-E-N. Yes. And if you want Patricia, she is at FloridaWriter at Hotmail.com. The birthday girl, you bet. Yeah, birthday girl. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's me. Walden's baseball question. This is baseball. Yes. What special thing happened on September 30th, 1947? Has nothing to do with a player. Oh, I just knew you were going to sit there, and we're going to have dead air until tomorrow. The sun is coming up, Walt. (laughs) (laughs) The birds are singing, Walt. (laughs) The birds are singing for me and my girl. answer. That was... Something special in baseball happened on September 30th, 1947. Uh, Leo DeRosa got suspended for one year. That's not the answer, but boy, I want to hear about it. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, what did he do? <clears throat> what did he do? Uh, he, he hung around with some well-known gamblers. Oh, I do remember reading about Yeah, and the commissioner wasn't too thrilled about that, so he suspended Leo for a year. You know, they were really much harsher all around. And not only in baseball, but in other areas as well. They, mm-hmm. they dealt very harshly with people. Yeah. Okay, the answer is, on September 30th, 1947, the first telegra- telecast of a World Series game happened. Oh, no kidding. Yep, 1947, Last can you years. imagine? Boy, you can... You know what? I think Martin Graham has that on his website. He got, Does he really? Yeah, if you go to, I think you should look at his... Uh, OTRDVD.com. I think he got that for sale. Or one of the early ones from 47 to 48 or something, uh-huh. something like that. Amazing. When you think about it in terms of society, mm-hmm. culture, and you look at baseball being telecast in 1947, it gives you an indication of how important baseball is and was to people in well, the country. A lot of people really think, Patricia, if it wasn't for baseball, we wouldn't have the uh, the breakdown of the uh, of the of the racial barriers. Because uh, you know Jackie Robinson broke Jackie in. Robinson, sure. Broke in seven years before Brown versus uh, the. Uh, school district in '54. Brown versus I think what they call it. Brown versus uh. Uh, school board of something. And, um, and they think, and, and a lot of historians uh, feel that was sort of help led to that ruling. I I think it it probably opened the door to a lot of things that would have taken a, a lot longer. We would have had them; they would have happened, but it it would not. It, I think we would have had to wait longer. I agree. Yeah, one of the things, and the historian who I respect, he's one of my favorite talk show hosts, Ira Fistel, said the one thing about baseball dead, it eliminated a lot of social barriers for audiences. You had the poor and the rich, uh, a different class structure, be in the thing, and they could have a, something similar to talk about, mm-hmm. and and it helped mold society a little better. It, That's it's, right. Um, There's something to talk about. The great common denominator. Uh It became a common denominator. Everybody could talk baseball. Everybody Everybody could talk whether everybody could talk baseball. Yep. 
You're absolutely yeah. right. I have, a, I have a World War II question for you. Uh, and, and you probably know this, and if you don't, shame on you because I've mentioned it before. Okay. All right. Who was William Joyce? William Joyce was uh, the German broadcaster who was also a British citizen who was, uh, I'm trying to think of the guy, Lord Ha Ha. Very good. Yeah. You did it. Boy, you are hot tonight. Oh, can I come back with my Patricia? You're so hot tonight. Oh. Uh, you? Yeah. I have, I have other stuff besides birthdays. I've got the, the national month and day and stuff like that. Okay, you, you have any birthdays around the time of the, around July 2nd, 3rd that you want to share, too? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> I know, that's you. All right, well, July 4th birthdays. I have July 4th birthdays. I didn't write down any You didn't any write other. the 2nd and 3rd down? Oh, no, okay. I didn't, but I've got other information about... Well, um, you do whatever you want. I, it is your show. <laughs> you keep telling me that. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> You've got all the buttons, though. You can pull the plug. I know, but you think I would do that to Patricia? I know. You wouldn't, because no. I'm adorable. I know. I love you too much. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay. National Blueberry Month. July is National Blueberry Month. I wonder how many people eat blueberry compared to the other berries. I do not know, but mm -hmm. blueberries appear in an awful lot of foods. Blueberry. I found my thrill on Blueberry Hill. I, I don't know how many people sit down and eat a bowl of blueberries as, like you would a bowl of strawberries. I don't know. Uh, you know, if you think about it, when you have a dish of blueberry, it's not that big. It's so small. Well, you get a lot of blueberries, yeah. Yeah. Because they, they're, they're little lumps and not big lumps. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. It's also National Anti-Boredom Month. Well, you know... I do not I think, know how to fulfill that. That's just I, what I it think, is. I think you and I are qualify in that category because we're not too bored too often anyway. I don't think so. I think... I, I think... Yeah, yeah, we're okay on that. Uh -huh. <laughs> it says that July is an unlucky month for weddings, but it doesn't say why. Why? Because everybody is married in June? I guess. I don't know. Maybe they get married in June because July is unlucky. Or they can't get June, so they're stuck with July. I don't know. I don't know. Waited, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got National Cell Phone Courtesy Month. That means folks turn off your cell phones, do not use them while you're driving, don't let them go off in church, and don't have a conversation in a restaurant. That's National Cell Phone Courtesy Month. Ah, very nice. Okay. National Hot Dog Month. Hot dog. I'm a hot dog. This is the best of all. The dog kids love to bite. Are you ready? This is the best of all. All right. Where are we Hold going? on to your seat. Good. Put on your cyber seatbelt. <laughs> July is National Ice Cream Month. Oh, now that's appropriate. Ice cream and hot dog all in the same month? I think that's really good. Yeah. Now, the second week of July, which I guess would be... Next week. Oh, this is interesting, because July started on Friday. But I guess, what do you call the second week during July 8th? I or? guess the second full week. Yeah. It would be. Okay. Well, I think you're going to know... <laughs> you're going to know which week it is <laughs> because <laughs> of what people are going to do. The second week in July is 
is National Nude Recreation Week. Yeah, I think everybody up for the blind community would know that. <laughs> oh, gee. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, silly me. I'll have to report to you. <laughs> oh, you have to be my roving reporter. Maybe we can get Shad Blue out there. Hey, don't touch the merchandise. <laughs> Okay, I'll I'll be your roving reporter. <laughs> oh, good grief! National, I mean, National Nude Recreation Week. Um, hmm. You know, there are an awful. That's interesting. That's an interesting way to phrase that. There are an awful lot of people I hope don't participate. National Nude Recreational Week. Yeah. Recreation. Uh, is that in the side of houses? Maybe. I don't know. It just says Nude Recreation Week, maybe in nudist camps. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, in the bedroom, I guess. I don't know. Well, yeah, that would be an appropriate place. Yeah, yeah. Um, if anybody knows the origin of this very unusual observation... I guess, do you get to eat ice cream with that? <laughs> don't drip it. <laughs> do not drip your ice cream during the second week in July. It gets pretty cold. Okay, July 1st is... It was Creative Ice Cream Flavors Day. Nice. Well, Patricia's just one flavor kid. Mm, no, that's not really true. Well, I think you would just be happy with chocolate. Oh, I'd be happy. If that's all that they ever made, I'd be happy. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm a chocolate kid. I know, you are. Fine. Okay, July 2nd is World UFO Day. And I think that's pretty nice. That's fun. Yeah. Do, do, do you know anybody who ever saw a UFO? Yes, you do. Well, I know Jimmy Carter. I don't know him personally. Yes, you do. Do I? Yeah, you do. Did you see one? Yeah, I did. Oh, that's right. I've forgotten that story. <laughs> see? I've forgotten that story. A long time ago. Yeah. Um, July 3rd is... This one I like. This is We're into July 3rd. Even you're into July 3rd now. Mm -hmm. It is National Disobedience Day. Oh, that's not us. Now, I think, according to the information that, that I was able to unearth, mm -hmm. the people who unearthed this particular observation day didn't know where it came from, but they're thinking it was probably like a civil disobedience day. Oh, okay, okay. You'd walk around with a placard and uh -huh. test doggies on your lawn and yeah. stuff like that. So they think that's where it, it came. But it's also National Compliment Your Mirror Day. Now, would you, do, would you do that if you were looking at the mirror? That's exactly what it means. Uh-huh. Compliment your mirror day. Uh -huh. I suppose it means you're supposed to be nice to yourself or, uh -huh. or talk nice. Okay, it's also build a scarecrow day. Don't even ask. I don't have a clue. What is build a scarecrow day? Well, probably for all those farmers in the Midwest who wanted to keep those scarecrows away, they had, that's when they built them. But... Well, you know, it, it would make sense because they talk about healthy corn being knee-high by the 4th of July. Uh -huh. The expression? Yep. So if you're going to have knee-high by the 4th of July, building a scarecrow on July 3rd would make sense. Yep. Well, it's kind of fun. Build Scarecrow Day. That's fun to think about. And July 4th, in addition to being Independence Day, is National Country Music Day. Oh. Bill will be so thrilled to hear uh -huh. that. And it's, <laughs> Walton, I don't know where people come up with these things. It's sidewalk egg frying day. Well, in some parts of the country, it's so red hot, I bet somebody did that. Now, I've, I've listened 
maybe I watched. I don't even know where it came from. Mm -hmm. There was a group of people went around the country in these really hot places and put eggs on. And they could not fry an egg even in the hottest place. I bet they put them on top of somebody's car in 110 degrees, you might get close. Hello there, you're on the air. Yeah, I dreamed I already called in. Oh, Uh, I know. I'm glad you did. The only reason I'm calling back is I I heard the mention about the ventriloquist museum. Yeah. Um, I I, want to go see that. My daughter lives over in that part of the country. But um, do you you know Johnny Carson got started ventriloquism and doing magic? I do. Yep, Johnny with the magic. That's what he did in Nebraska. Because my dad went to school with Johnny. And that's what he did on the weekend to make chain money is to go perform his magic act on the weekends in in Nebraska. Is the... um, the high school's named for Johnny now, is it not? I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know. And um, also Dick Cavett was yep. dabbling in ventriloquism as yep. well. Another Nebraska kid. Yeah. <laughs> they, they did well. Yep. I remember that. In fact, uh, Johnny Carson is one of the people listed in the Hall of Fame, in the Ventriloquist Hall of Fame. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. My next question, I was going to... And you say there are a lot of Dannys... Yes, there are six Dannys here. Try to say Danny's name without moving your lips. Oh, you know what? What? It's better than Farful. It's easy. Yes. It's easy. Easier than Farful. Yeah, you don't stay away from those P's and F's and... Danny O'Day and Jerry Mahoney. Now, that's an interesting one. There's an M in there. And Knucklehead, Knucklehead Smith and... Um, Charlie McCarthy. Effie. And oh, yeah. Effie Clinker. <laughs> Mortimer Snow, I've been tough. Mortimer has an M in it. Isn't mm-hmm. that interesting? Mm-hmm. Well, let's see here. We've got Dan Barth had a figure, Max. I'm just going to go down some of the names here. Um, Constituting called Monty Python. It doesn't have his dummy's name. Ah, red flannels. Here's here's one. This is Terry Bennett, who performed, who, who was born in 1930 and died in 1977. So I don't know when he performed there. In the 1950s, it says, had a figure named Red Flannels. Isn't that cute? And it was created by Frank Marshall. Frank Marshall was the dummy maker who did Charlie McCarthy and also did Danny O'Day and Farfall. And we've got Edgar Bergen. Charlie McCarthy has an M in it. Look at all of these names here. Let's I, don't remember, I don't remember the ventriloquist, but is it a shotgun red character on there? Because when you said red flannels, that sounded familiar. Red flannels. Um, his, the, the, the ventriloquist name was Terry Bennett. And you're looking for, what is the last name? Shotgun Red, which is the, the dummy's name. I, don't, I, I can't remember the... Oh, shotgun. Well, let me see here. No shotgun. He wore a red flannel shirt, is why. Oh, maybe that's red flannels. Let me let me see. Back. That was on the, that's years ago that I saw. He's probably working still, but this was on the old National Network. All right, let's see. Uh, introduced to his young television audience, stable of ventriloquist hand puppets, Timothy Timber, <laughs> another Frank Marshall creation. Uncle Louie, everybody needs an Uncle Louie. Mr. Head, good grief. Mr. Engineer, Bertram Turtle, the largest and sleepiest turtle. Rusty Hinges, 
also a Frank Marshall origin. Nope. Um, so that's that's for that collection. He's the one who had red flannels and all of these other figures. Uh -huh. um, who else am I supposed to be looking for here? Edgar Bergen, of course. Um, this one had Jerry D or Jerry G. I don't know. It's G E R R Y G E E. Me and Jerry G. Hmm. Okay. Um, we've got Freddie, Aunt Fanny, Willie, Josie the Crow. Josie the Crow. I read it, Cal. Timex the dog. Isn't that an interesting one? Um, from Ireland, Boyle had several characters um, and figure maker from. Oh, now hey, this is interesting. Foy Brown was a ventriloquist and a figure maker. That's an interesting combination. It's usually a ventriloquist who uses a figure maker. Okay, figures Joe Flip, also made by Frank Marshall. My gosh, Frank Marshall. I know that he was considered the Van Gogh and the, the Michelangelo of the ventriloquist dummies. So Stanley Burns um, had figures Bruce the Redhead, not close enough, Cecil, the sidekick, Dr. Leachy, and Sexy Lulu, <laughs> and Uncle Sam. Uh, great Alexander had a figure, Jerry. Ah, uh, another one made by Frank Marshall. Okay, Carol. There are a couple of women here who are ventriloquists, and um, Kay Carol has a figure named Tommy, also made by Frank Marshall. Uh, and Johnny Carson is listed here, but it doesn't have, it, it has three pictures of Johnny Carson in various stages of his career, but nothing about, uh, about a particular dummy that he performed with. He was a teenage magician and ventriloquist. Um, Dawson Chance, Jack Coates, also, da, 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 da. Freckles. Will Freckles do? No, I, I think I remember hearing that the ventriloquist picked his dummy up in a pawn shop. So he he doesn't he didn't know who made it. Ah, oh, okay. All right, well, that would make sense. What about that? All right, well, we've got Buck Cody, who has a figure, Freckles. That one's in England. Billy Davis. Billy Davis, uh, another one by Frank Marshall, um, a figure called Little Max. Lee Dean from Kentucky. Um, Chuck Norwood is a figure by ventriloquist Bill DeMar. The word is wood. Say what? The key word is wood. <laughs> Chuck Wood. This is good. Chuck Norwood. Chuck Wood. Oh, you're so smart. You really picked this stuff up. Well, I'm only to the D's here, and we've just got... Squillions and squillions of people. I, th I thought it was alphabetical. I didn't really mean it, to put it into so much work. Alphabetical, and I was only to the D's. Did I hear you uh, say you have a birthday coming up on the seventh? No. Today? Yeah. Yep. Today. Today. On the oh well, happy birthday. You. It's on the tooth. From the other side of the state. Uh -huh. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. I was going to say if you if you were born on the seventh, 1977 would be. An, an interesting. Yeah, seven, seventy, seventy-seven. Seven. Yeah, because I, I was born. Better than June sixth, nineteen sixty-six. Yeah, I, I was one day from all sixes. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> you almost hit the jackpot. Almost did. Oh my goodness, Carter King. I can dream. I called again and uh, try to participate more up to date. <laughs> Get through. 
you all have a good rest of the weekend. All right, no one. Ever so much. See you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. All right, you can w wish the birthday girl a happy birthday. Thank you, thank you. We love what no no. That she very much love. Even though I do leave her behind once in a while. Yeah. Oh, <sighs> you left all of us behind. I know. Don't worry about us. We did fine. <gasps> I don't know. Some people, some people just email Patricia and say, "Are you really going to be back?" Yes. Are you Are you going to be there tonight? And the hidden message was, because if you're not, we're not even going to try to listen ever again. Yeah, that's pretty nice. Ever again. So if I go off to a, a, a 12, 12 week trip to Europe. We just better take our remote equipment if we're going to do that. If you go on a 12-week trip to Europe. Yes. 12 weeks? Are you serious? Well, if we go by cruise. Oh, you're talking to two of us? Well, I figure you and the family. Why not? Well, then you don't know what you're asking. Well, you know, we can go by, we can take a big old cruise, go over there and back. I mean, we uh, just, uh -huh, could, be, uh -huh. could, be, could be 12 weeks. Oh, you are a piece of work. You know? I don't think so. Your mom is a really wonderful person. She doesn't deserve me. Oh, I think so. They they love all my family. Okay. I'll I'll trust you. Yeah. I'll trust you. You wanna know who who has July fourth birthdays besides the two I forgot? All right. Who who the two that you remembered? Well I, I remembered well there's more than more than two, but you had um George M. Cohen. George M. Cohan and Louis Armstrong claimed that oh, they were born. And they weren't the even on my list. Well, maybe somebody debunked them and said they, they weren't July 4th babies. Well, we had a president born on July 4th. And we had two died on July 4th. Yeah, July um, is not a healthy day for some people. Let's see here. Who was born on July 4th? I don't know. Ronald Reagan? Calvin no. Coolidge. Calvin 